0: We might even be there dude i see the sign are we live i
1: got the, the clock's ticking
0: <laughs> cool i'm just gonna check dude you might want to share this yeah we are live we've been live for 14 seconds dude and i don't even know what i've said um <laughs> you might want to share this on onto, onto your facebook page i can do that I i'll I oh. do it hello amy how you doing uh, yeah, if you get that shared, dude, because um, you've got way more followers than me. People listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> nobody listens to me, dude. You, you Yeah, you got, you've got a tidy little following.
1: Well, I've been, I've been chipping away for a few years.
0: Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting that. Hello, Kate. How are you doing? All oh, well, our Junos fans are in. Dude, when I do these, nobody turns up. You're here. Aww. You draw the crowds. <laughs> You done that? You shared it.
1: It's uh, it's got the spinning wheel of spinning cool. this, well,
0: but yeah, cheers. it's happening. Cheers, dude! Thanks for joining me, man. I'm, uh, cheers! Yeah, we were gonna have a, we were gonna have a beer. I texted Arjuna before and said, "Should we have a beer, dude?" And Arjuna said, "No, because uh, I'm on keto."
1: <laughs> I'm
0: tell us about that, dude. What what's tell uh, tell t- t- tell people what keto is, and then tell people why you're on it.
1: Keto, a high fat, low carb diet, and I, I really just thought I'd give it a shot because I I'm not a big carb fan anyway, and I, and I was listening to these podcasts about how how cool it was and how many benefits there were and. Um, how long, do, long you been doing it? Three months.
0: Oh shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Most people usually say, oh, a few days. How are you feeling?
1: i love it i love it it's it's my way it's my way of I've, you know i never had a lot of fat to lose and i've lost fat and i've got more energy more clarity so basically I just feel... eat meat all day <laughs> no i have like a bed of veggies uh a layer of fat of some kind then a bit of meat on top so it's perfect
0: well here's my psychic i i think one day you'll go vegan
1: no, no, I've been there.
0: Oh, okay. What happened, dude? You saw the light and decided I, you're, you were missing I, out. I, I had
1: cravings, I was got skinny, I got pale, I got lethargic. Um, oh, it wasn't I good, it. Yeah.
0: No. dude. Anyway, Arjuna, you are one cool motherfucker. Let's start with that. You are also an ashram monk, right okay <laughs> sure, i always say to everybody IG is one of the coolest dudes i've ever met um and I'm an author as well of this fantastic book here 200 instruction manual for fully living you're a family man um and you are a teacher dude tell us more what have i missed out uh,
1: that's about it i i'm a i am I love kayaking i love eating
0: um You know, I love life, it's me. (laughs) How does one man become how does one man um decide that he's gonna become a monk? Well, uh
1: I I, do you know, I was living in a place called Wanaka in New Zealand, which is a, a ski town. And it's beautiful. There's mountains and lakes and um just beauty everywhere like I could go running and I could kayak and I could I I snowboarded all winter and and everything was set up just beautifully and I was so confused because I'd never felt so unsatisfied so discontent and um yeah I, I I realized my what my culture had said this will give you success did not equal success to me the outside picture was only half of the thing, and and without any, without the sort of the inner connection, the, everything successful didn't add it up to nothing.
0: You know? So, dude, what does what does being a monk mean, man? What's it all about? Because you know, I know, I know you, but I don't really I don't really know. I'm not educated enough to know what a monk is, what a monk does, how they live. So, dude, educate us, because yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know more. And before you start, dude, check this out. Check out the technology here. Uh-huh. So to, yeah, thank you. If you want to follow Arjun on uh, on Insta, there you go. And I should cool. give us one.
1: There you go. Well, I was That's trying to you. share this on my page, and I failed. So, sorry, I gave up.
0: Oh, no, no worries. Yeah, do tell us. what. How does how does a monk live their life, and how is it different? I, to average I, show?
1: I think... Well, for me, at least, for the Ashaya monks, is, is for me, it's a holding myself to a higher standard, to not settling for less, to really living, well, a copy of my book, um, 200% of life, embracing not just the enjoyable, the, the good here in the physical world, but really having an inner sense of being that can't be shaken i think that's why i became a monk is just to, to gain that sense of independence and freedom from the ups and downs of the world and so the, so that's for me is is the the common denominator is the the wanting to hold myself to a higher standard to be to enjoy the world but not be affected by it
0: so what uh what was your training like so <laughs> You know, I've seen films. You know, where people go to these camps, and you know, they, they go in, and then twelve months later, you know, they they come out transformed. And so, on. so you know, tell us, like, how 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 does somebody become a monk? And what what kind of what kind of shit do you do, man?
1: Well, it it's it was very simple. It was six months of of meditation, really. Yeah. Um, long hours of meditation. Um, but also we had meetings and and kind of. Really talked about, asked questions, um, got stuck into the whole sense of of what the whole purpose of meditation was. What what were what was yeah, what was the point? Why were we closing our eyes and, and sort of really getting clear on on what experience that we were looking to have?
0: Dude, let's talk about meditation because one of my fears when I started working with you was I said, Arjuna, I don't want to lose my edge, man." You know, I've got, I've, got all, I've got all this energy yeah. and, you know, I'm i am driven and I'm ambitious. And I said, I don't want to lose that. And I didn't really understand what the purpose of meditation was. So what are the main benefits? Why why should people meditate more?
1: Yeah. Well, well you most certainly don't lose your edge. You lose limitation. You lose fear. You lose doubt and, and worry. You lose all sense of, well, I should because everybody else is doing it. I think you develop a authentic feel for what's right for you. Um, You really develop that intuition and inner wisdom and, but also kindness, compassion, perhaps if you like. Uh, So, so your, your life becomes yours free of fear and doubt, but also bigger than you. It's not a selfish grab because you need to get the stuff to make you feel a certain way or boost your reputation. And, it's you're doing it because you want to and often it it brings you joy and in that as a side product it's an act of service it's it sets other people free so So,
0: when you say you you live without fear and without worry now so you don't experience these emotions
1: I would say only 10 percent of what I used to right um and then I I see it as a good thing because I see it as I'm entering something where I'm uncertain and I don't know. And first of all, it's an invitation to be certain, and that the only place of certainty is within myself, within anyone. And from that level of presence and being, step forward to something that's going to make me grow. You know, fear is just an invitation to to be bigger. Really, is. Uh, is that gulp before you jump off the edge and, and start so flying? What what motivates
0: you, dude? What, what what drives you to do the work or to push yourself? You know, what, what what are your drivers now? What are your motivations?
1: Huh, that's a good question. Well, I w I I wanna be of service. I wanna see the world be a happy Place. I want to see people living their lives as opposed to living lives of drudgery and you know working jobs that they hate and then relationships they hate. I, I really want to see people step into their own truth, and I, I want to do that. I want to expl- see how how deep the rabbit hole
0: goes. So I, I'm,
1: I, yeah. I, I want to dissolve in that sense of being and and help as many people who want the same thing do the same thing.
0: But wouldn't that mean that pain? you know was doing us a favor so it kind of directs us towards where we might want to go right so i know for example whenever i've changed it's been through the process of pain pain's kicked me up the ass and said alex you can't stay here it's too painful so when you lose those things and when, when you lose those emotions like how how are you guided by things like you know what determines where you go if you don't have that pain and doubt and that 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 energy to drive yeah
1: well, like we, we started talking before we hit record about Paul Mort's podcast with Jeff Thompson. And Paul uses the analogy of the rumble strip. You know, you when you when you hit pain, when you hit the rumble strip, it means you're going off the road. You you gotta wake up, you know, change, change where the wheel's pointing. <laughs> Make a different choice. And so you're right, pain can be a and sometimes pain can stop you from living. You know, a pretty good average life where things are okay, things but things aren't really exceptional. Once you get in a deep dark hole, that can be the motivation, the springboard to take you to something far beyond an average life. And uh, yeah. so you're right, but after that, I think it's just that. I think it's really just joy, increasing expansion. You don't need to worry about the stick, but you're doing it because you love it. You know, love is its own. Motivation, its own energy, its own inspiration, I think.
0: So if we've got two forms of motivation, right, we've got pain and we've got pleasure. Hmm. So are you saying now that you no longer need that pain, you purely focus on the pleasure?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you I yourself mean, but, pull, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I to, cause I think, I think ultimately, I mean, you're so right. Suffering can give us a big kick at the bum and, and make sure we never go back there. But um what you focus on grows in the end of the day. And if you're focusing on what, if you're constantly looking over your shoulder, it's, it's, a, it's a tough way to live. And at some point you give up that concern with what's been, with the past, with the fact that you did it wrong and go, okay, I'm moving forward. And, and everything becomes an invitation to you for you to grow then. It's not a punishment. It's not anything but, oh, cool, what can I do with this? It, it all becomes fuel for the fire.
0: One of the best things you said to me when we were, you know, because I would get frustrated with meditation, just like most people do, you know, when you think, oh, I can't switch off, I can't switch my brain off, I'm not doing it right, it's a waste of time. And one of the best things you said to me, Alex, there is no wrong way to meditate. And, and that really helped me. So, in terms of, you've already mentioned pain, and I guess let's go into depression and anxiety and stuff. Where does uh, the role of meditation play in, in um, you know, in healing people? Or, or at least contributing some kind of um, help for those people that are struggling with things like depression and anxiety.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think first of all, it it gives you distance from the emotion, and it gives you distance from the fear and the story that has created the the burst of emotion. You know, so and and some of this is is chemical, right? So medication. And I'm not saying medication doesn't have its place, but I think a lot of it with us panic anxiety depression is really a a habit a way of looking at the world that we get stuck into and and unconsciously fall into and and meditation really can separate you so it frees you from being lost in the story from repeating it from making that story stronger and in that you can sit with it and let the emotion do what it needs to do just to move It'll bring you acceptance and awareness, so it it can shift fast. What most people do is we're afraid of intensity, so we go like that to it and try and squash it, push it away, deny it, block it out. Have you read that? No. it's the Jonathan Johan. Oh, I I might have heard a TED talk. Yeah,
0: he's great. Um, he says that like, of course, you know, our brains have a role to play, mm. uh, but it's not always. It's not just that that contributes t- towards the way we feel. So, okay. psychology and environment and circumstance and how we manage life plays a huge role in things like depression as well. So, it, obviously, you you will have worked with a lot of people, right? You will have helped a lot of people that I guess were in pain. What would you say you um, if there's any patterns that you notice? What would you say causes people the most um, pain and, and suffering?
1: I think, I think underlying all of it is resistance, is a, um, a a denial of reality, a sense of this should not be happening to me. Um, and, and the fact is, it is. But in our resistance to it, it just builds and builds and pressure, and it and it creates a blowout in terms of anxiety or um, trauma or um, you know all, all kinds of things like that. So but but really anything, believing that it's my fault that I'm experiencing this, you know, and everything from child abuse to, to war to a car accident to, to seeing your kids injured, you know, it's it's my fault. I did wrong. I should have done something different. I'm an idiot. Do you know all of that? And, and really that self-abuse, that self-violence creates that resistance and that no, I shouldn't. Shouldn't be seeing this, and you know, our society piles on top and says any kind of intensity is wrong. We want to make you comfortable, comfort is the way to be. But you know, as we began this, we won't be comfortable if we're growing. It it involves moving into a place of the unknown and up against intensity. It doesn't have to be a problem, but we see it as a problem and we resist it and we say, Again, I I don't want this. so th- th- that's, I think, acceptance, awareness and acceptance of, of what is is a beautiful way out of that.
0: Yeah. Um, here's – I'm going to throw that – I'm sorry. I'm not I'm – not challenge- I feel like I'm challenging you and I'm not. No. I'm, just, I'm just trying to dig so that I can get some of this clear in my head. So when we talk about acceptance, again, where's the fine line? Like, If somebody's struggling and somebody's not happy with their life, Like for me, when you say acceptance, you're almost like saying this is how it is, Mm -hmm. therefore not wanting to address the situation or not wanting to change it. Like what's the difference between getting to that level of acceptance that you're on about, but not having crushed hope for the sake of acceptance?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're spot on. And and it's got to have two things. I think you do have to have hope or a goal or an aspiration. Uh Uh-huh. But then you have to break it down to what's happening right here today. And, and the pure acceptance of the facts allows you to see the facts clearly. You know, if if you're just so focused on the goal, you can't see what, how to get there. Right. If you, if you're so scared of what's happening to you right now, if you don't accept it, you can't see what to change. You know, you, you're, you're sedating your head in the sand, you're ignoring it. It'll go away and all of that. So, acceptance seems like denial, but really it is opening your eyes as big as you can and, and really allows, it gives you clarity. It allows you to see, lay it all out on the table and go, okay, what have I got here? And and what can I do? What can I do with what I have?
0: Dude, so you got an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'll wear these glasses to try and at least bring one of the sophistication up. But you're, no, yeah, it's pretty, you're just <laughs> up there. this is great because you really do understand it Uh, and again i I don't want to to sound like i'm always slagging off various coaches and stuff but some people don't really understand what they teach Uh my experience from working with you is that you've practiced it so much that you really have a deep level understanding of what meditation is what it does and how it can help people
1: yeah well i hope so because you know otherwise i'm useless if i can't
0: yeah and i think
1: it's comes back to our own experience allows us to help others you know? mm. and perhaps that's the saving grace in all these experiences that are unwelcome and unexpected is that you can live through them if you know that you one day you will help somebody else mm. you know there's no point reading off page 9 of this book you know it's as you said it's empty but if you experience it if you come to terms with it then you can truly help millions of people
0: this is how you sold meditation to me you were like Alex if you're reading this book and you're trying to get better at something you know business um whatever it is like if you are present and actually reading it and actually absorbing the information and being focused purely on what you're doing then you can link that with drive and ambition you can get better by being more present as soon as you said that to me as soon as you offered me a potential I was like right, I'm interested. Because I'm not I'm not really interested in just sitting there doing nothing. But if I consider it as training or you know, training my attention, but you know, that that turns me on way more than the idea or the concept of just sitting there trying to be chilled out. Oh yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Meditation's wonderful for the inner game, coming to terms with the the self-violence, the self-doubt, the the lack of interest, the foggy mind, the drifting mind. But it's also wonderful for the outer world. It allows you such a foundation to enjoy, to be effective in everything that you do. It has to be both worlds. It has to unite the whole one thing. (laughs) It it can't be either or. We're not choosing to have a spiritual life or have an active, ambitious life. You can have both, and, and we've been sold short.
0: What is a spiritual life, dude? What, you know when we say the word spiritual, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what does it actually mean or, or what does it mean to you?
1: I think, that, I, think that I would break it down into the, this two, the two worlds of doing. There's a world of doing out there where you achieve and get and take care of your responsibilities, um, a world of experience, a world of possessions, a world of things and stuff, people. And then there's a the world of being, a world of presence, a world of um, depth. And, and perhaps that's a different word of, word for spirituality. Uh, the more subtle yet probably more constant, more real world than, than even the world, the doing world, because if you look at it, the external world is constantly changing. It's constantly shifting. The only stability, really, is is your being, is your presence. It's, you know what? That sense of looking through your eyes at the screen, if you rewind and take it back, who who is it that is looking? Who is it that's listening? Who is it that's sitting in the chair, feeling the chair rise up against their body? That sense of you, that sense of your being, hasn't changed your entire life. That's been the one constant and yet we've been so far in the doing world the getting world that we've forgotten the constancy the peace the the clarity of of the internal being
0: so, so is it the only way to come back to your true self then is through meditation or do you have other practices so you know i'm very interested in this you know who who are you question you know who's the real you because i believe over years you know we're conditioned and we you know we might be just slightly off path but over 15 20 years we can end up over here. So like how do you bring somebody back to to center because there's got a, there's got to be a more complicated answer than just to meditate, right? Don't tell me it's that easy, otherwise I've been fucking wasting my time for the last 15 years. <laughs> I should just meditate every day.
1: <laughs>
0: well, it it's
1: got you know I said to you before I'm I'm a simple man and I love simplicity because When you look at a kid, when you look at their childlike innocence, when you look at the fact nothing beats them, it doesn't matter how many times they fall over, it doesn't matter how many times they skin their knee, they get back up again. Um, And we lose that. We lose that persistence. We lose that joy at just trying stuff. We lose play. We lose lose the whole, so many things that mean as kids we learnt in an incredible amount in a short period of time and And so it has to be simple it has to be simple it, it is really something that we've been our entire life, but we ran off looking for something else and and forgot who we truly were and so sure books can remind you listening to inspiring people can remind you of of your own presence um, but ultimately you, you have to learn to cut the cord and be your own presence. do, do you know there's no information that can recreate that there's there's nothing that can give you that beyond you just stopping and heading back inwards. so whether you call that meditation how you do that i mean people tai chi martial arts sitting with a cup of tea arranging flowers reading a book you know there's there's numerous different paths but ultimately the goal is the same Yeah.
0: No, totally. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're yeah. saying. All that flies up in my head straight away is these obstacles, these things that get in the way, you know, life, pain, suffering, people passing away, you know, bad things happening. Um yeah. and, and I guess that's part of what you're talking about, right? Whilst all that's going on, you can never really truly be content and present. I think that's what we're saying, right? When when we're able to i see it like this a little bit as know when you're able to handle the because tr- the truth there's only so much truth an individual can handle right whereas if you become more centered like you've got less shit to worry about haven't you when you can block out a lot of the stuff that's going on and just focus on what's going on in you surely everything quietens down right
1: oh absolutely and it, it, you do you you narrow your horizons. You know, we're constantly being told to broaden them, and, and it's not. It's like a case, you know, bring it, bring it down. What, we, we worry about so much stuff that we have no control over, mm. and, and it affects ourselves and our bodies, you know. It, it gives us bad sleep and worry and all the rest of it, but really narrow it down to what you can control. What, what are you in charge of? What can you do? And, and it, it's so little. You know and, and that makes what you what you actually carry what you actually have to do is so small in comparison to the way it used to be yeah and so it's very freeing and then all of a sudden your shoulders drop and you, your head lifts and you go man I do you know what life comes alive simply because you weren't stuck in your head worrying and thinking and trying to get stuff
0: dude I've got so many questions I want to I, I want to have a look at um, I like this kind of question because I, I don't know why it's just a really simple question what kind of things can't you do as a monk, so you know, if you were to ever get kicked out of the monastery for being a bad monk, like what would get you expelled? What would get you booted out? What would make you an outcast?
1: Uh, I, I, I don't think. I think y- you would have to actively leave. I don't. I guess if you did something like consistently slept with your students or um, abused people or took advantage of them in some way. Um, Something something like that?
0: Yeah, I thought it'd be stricter than that. I thought there'd be like a code, a conduct, you know, a monk's c- a code of conduct where you, yeah, you can't do this, this, this. So it's yeah. not like that. But are there specific practices that you have to do?
1: Uh, well, it's it's strongly recommended that we close our eyes and and do the our practice of meditation for a certain number of hours a day.
0: Um hey, Ben's asking, what makes you a bad monk? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at then. What what would make you the the on
1: the planet? <laughs> well, it, that's the reason I became a shy because it seemed like they were like, do you know, sure if if you if you're still an alcoholic, maybe it's a good idea that you don't teach, that you don't actually guide people for a little while, get get yourself sorted out, and then we'll get you back in the back in the the teaching chair. Or, do you know, if you, if you're having a problem, let's let's sort it out. But it's not a case of you're wrong, get out. Hey, that you can do better than that. Do you want to have a chance at resetting and going again?
0: Okay. So, was you becoming a monk? You sort like sorting yourself out. Is that is that why you got into the game? I mean, surely there must have been some pain floating around for you to say, "Hey, I'm 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 going to go and you know join a monastery mm-hmm. become a monk."
1: Oh absolutely it was that that pain of absolute confusion of why is not why doesn't all these beautiful things and these possessions and this cool job why doesn't this not add up to satisfaction and contentment that was ultimately it, the confusion of feeling lost even though i had everything that should have been equaling success
0: how do you become a monk from uh, mr ryan mcgill and <laughs> do you have to pass him do you have to take an exam do you have a pass
1: <laughs> no well i mean the you meet the the, the guy the, my teacher i met him and um just when i worked out who he was and, and what he stood for and how he could help me i was like could, could you be my guide my teacher um he said um after a few questions, I can't remember what they were. He really said, "Sure." <laughs> and then it, uh, it was uh three days of silence and fasting, and then took some vows, and that was sort of my my first level of vows, which lasted for a year. So your life's no,
0: it's not much different. Isn't it? Yeah. No. Well, here's me. This again. This is how an educator I am. I, like, you know, you hear somebody who's a shy monk. You, you know, I think they walk around in the gown all day and you know sit in the corner and yeah don't speak to anybody don't, ne- never drink you know all that kind of stuff but i guess um i guess it's not true and i'm wrong
1: not for the shires but for some monks for some spiritual paths there are you know the vows of celibacy or uh poverty where they give all their possessions or, mm-hmm. uh,
0: what, why would you as a, as a as a dude right in say you're in your mid-20s or 30s or 40s 50s whatever why would you why would you decide to go down that route well i think i'm not not gonna have sex (laughs) why i'm like if you live once and you on about being why would you do that what drives somebody to do that dude
1: well i think i i could see i could see why it's either either you're so addicted to sex either you can't walk down the street without you know constantly having your attention shifting to women all the time or men um, you, you maybe you're addicted to pornography, and so your answer to that is not come to terms, not change your relationship to who you're attracted to, or not change your relationship to pornography, but cut it all out. You know, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a school of thought that's just nuts—just cut it out. <laughs> porn, porn
0: is a big problem for a lot of men.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, I was addicted to porn, but I realised it—it oh, really? wasn't about porn; that it was about my relationship to it. I couldn't point the finger and say it's it's the computer it was like that this is something i can control this is something i want to come to terms with and and so yeah that 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 was my deal that was that was wonderful because it showed me so much about addiction as well
0: yes well that's what it is right there's a, a there's a book i think it's called uh, your brain on porn i think it's called and i think I, i'm taking this quote from there i think they were trying to do studies on the brains of men who watched porn versus those who didn't Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it because they couldn't find enough men that didn't watch porn. <laughs> so they couldn't do the study. They were like, where are these guys that don't fucking watch porn? Uh, yeah. And they were going, well, we can't find any. <laughs> so you'll, you'll have to volunteer. Um, we've got Judy saying, my coach, Jen, uh, Joe Glendhill, a oh. fellow Unstoppable member, bought me your uh, book, Loved Your 200%. Being present is life-changing.
1: Yeah, That's Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, is your book 200% on audio? It's not. It's uh, a, it's one of these. I've, I bought all these fancy
1: mics, and I just lockdown happened, and I've been trying to work out how to use it myself. But yeah, this
0: is where you need a compatibility coach like me. I, I would be all over you. This is where we're so different. I'd be calling you up every day if I was your coach. I, I do know. Have you done that book yet? Have you done that book yet? And eventually, you just do it just to shut me up. Yeah. There you go. You, you've obviously this is your first book. You're writing one now. <laughs> Um, tell everybody what what that's about because I'm pretty pretty damn excited to to see your new content
1: yeah me too me too it's just a it's a really short one it's 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 talking about the two worlds of being and doing of um, because so many like we said so many people believe that you have to choose are you going to choose ambition or are you going to choose hiding away in a cave somewhere are you going to you know like we were saying cut out the world or are you going to cut out Uh, your sense of spirit and being and presence. Do you know that we kind of get presented with this unconscious choice? What do you want? Pick one. And I'm saying, no, the the world, we are human beings, first of all. Choose for human being, your beingness, your presence, and let that inform everything that you do, everything that you say. So it's really a, a manifesto of how we're living half a life and, the benefits of in, indulging in a spiritual life that that can give you for your sense of achievement for sense of ambition for for all of that
0: do you feel really guilty because you're talking about being present i'm just checking out the facebook questions <laughs> <laughs> because i'm running out on two feeds only one feed comes into the stream yeah, so uh, sean's asking how often um should you meditate to make a difference uh i saw a study
1: that said uh i think it was nine minutes a day nine minutes a day is enough to make your bla your your physical cells in your brain more plastic more flexible so that you can let go of old negative habits and and make new ones
0: so this could be what twice a day for four and a half m- minutes or, or or does it have to be in one sitting
1: i don't know i i imagine it was one sitting i think there's a there's sort of a, a bit of a momentum that builds but um you know, there's, there's so many nice little guided meditations at uh, 9, 10 minutes that, you know, you just plug one of those in and, and before you know it, you're done.
0: Yeah, I do like calm and headspace. I know, I know we've spoke before about eventually, yeah. you know, it would be good to get to the position where you don't have, because I don't like the technology when I'm meditating, so I'd rather keep that away, but I do need somebody constantly reminding me, breathe, breathe breathe yeah. focus on your breathing because within seconds i'm thinking about what i've got to do after i'm thinking about what happened yesterday I'm thinking about what's for breakfast all sorts <laughs> of crazy shit, um comes into to my mind and not even when i'm awake dude when i'm sleeping my brain i'm constantly dreaming and having nightmares all night long i don't know what it's about yeah. um, but i'm hoping meditation will help um settle that down as well
1: i'm sure i'm sure yeah yeah i think it, you know it the reason you dream at night is to process stuff um it, it's a defrag right and and sometimes some of our filing cabinets in terms of our bodies are just a total mess so it's it's just a messy jumble of stuff and so yeah the re- meditation does a powerful job of of defragging of sorting of of yeah. changing all of that up so.
0: i had for i think they call it lucid dreaming today you mm-hmm. know when you know you're dreaming in a dream like yep. you're uh, yeah, I had my first one of those of night. It's freaky, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so freaky, it's how I imagine taking LSD to be. Huh. Yeah. Like I've just ate some mushrooms or something, but it was pretty scary, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, ben, uh, ben is saying, do you, uh, well, I think even I can answer this one, Ben. Do you think the more you meditate, the better you get, the more you practice that it becomes easier? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, g- g- having good guidance helps too, just knowing that, when it's not about fighting your mind. It's not about destroying the ego. It really is about having a completely different relationship with it. Um, it's about stepping back from the washing machine of life so you're not tumbled around by it. You, you're watching it through the glass. And in that detachment, in that just awareness, it it slows down, not because you forced it to, but because you weren't interested in feeding it or stopping it or, or battling it.
0: Yeah, teachers are so important, aren't they? Teachers, like I wouldn't be even contemplating meditation if it wasn't for you. I could read a book and I could listen to a podcast, but I think to engage with somebody and ask questions and challenge somebody and then be okay with it, yeah. uh, I think that's really, really important. Because the way you explain it, um, it 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 makes me want to do it versus feeling like I should do it yeah Which is good. So you're very uh in fact you're a genius salesman to get me yeah. to do that but we Excellent. just need to, we just need to get you posted more on social media now to let people know who you are it's one of the reasons so- i wanted you on here because I, I really think when you've got somebody like you in the world like people need to know who you are because you really do help people
1: oh cool thank you yeah well yeah I, i'm getting there i'm getting there slowly
0: dude i need you to help me with something because mm. um As a coach, right, I'm a driven motherfucker, you know this. I love pushing people. I love holding them accountable to a high level. I love getting the best out of people. Mm. However, sometimes I do feel guilty or I question myself as a coach because I'm thinking, you know, when we look at this meditation, it's all about, you know, being calm and present. You know, am I doing the right thing in pushing people, in getting the best out of them, in in getting them to do more than what they would do on their own? Mm. How yeah.
1: it, it depends how invested you are in that as your identity it depends how invested you are in them
0: changing i'm um, so yeah dude i, I genuinely 100 percent with so much passion and enthusiasm want to help people change oh yeah so i give them what they want but you, you know what it's like sometimes you're like you question whether you're doing the right thing i think we all do just as humans don't we we're we, like you You probably don't anymore but you know what I'm saying we get to you know am I doing the right thing am I coaching people in the right way do people need pushing do people need leaving alone like do they need to figure it out for themselves or do they need teachers do they need guides and it's like boom, goes off so yeah w- w- what do you think when you have somebody who's a bit resistant and then you have somebody like me a coach or a teacher that's pushing them a little bit or giving them a nudge not dragging them but just saying Look, here's the door dude come on let's go
1: yeah I, th- I think it's, that's wonderful. I think it, it, we wouldn't be who we are without other people around us that, you know, that whole saying, be the stupidest person in the room, you, you, you know, and, and people won't stay in the room if they won't don't want to grow. Do you know? They won't stay in your presence if they don't want to be uh, inspired and, and, and provoked a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the reason I, I say invested in it because when I started teaching this, I was so invested in the students getting it. You know, it was really like I I would almost, you know, energetically reach out and kind of go, come on, you gotta you gotta get this. And it just flattened me. I was exhausted. And and as soon as I stopped trying, as soon as I the lady, I think it was Julie, um said it, when I stopped being attached to anyone getting it, you know, I'd fully bring my best. i'd I'd really tune in and meet the need of the moment meet the need of the person and and just really be honest and give them what i thought that they i felt that they needed maybe that was a push maybe that was some love whatever it was um but it it really was up to them and i being completely hands-off wide open attachment hey climb up here see come see for yourself type deal was a lifesaver because it was it was uh you know, as, as you, I think the saying is, be a lighthouse, not a tugboat, right?
0: Yeah. I find yeah. it hard because I am invested in my clients' results. Like, you yeah. know, that's what they like about me as well. But like you say, sometimes, you know, you can carry their frustrations. You know, you want them to do so well and you can see that they've got more in them and so on. Do you never get frustrated at your clients who don't meditate?
1: No, not anymore.
0: No. What? Not anymore. Right, okay. No. Yeah, not- it's... It- even if you know, you know that meditation could be the thing that fucking saves them and that could take them up to the next level. There's this person in front of you, all this potential, and they're suffering, and you're like, you just meditate for nine minutes a day. Your life will be better. You still don't get frustrated? No. no. Dude, you are next. Level, you know that. <laughs> What are you making, please? Tell me.
1: Well, the, the, I just realized you can't, you, can't, you know, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? You can lay it all out for somebody and, and yet they won't take up the offer. And there's no point in me being frustrated. I'd rather give my attention to the people who really are getting something and want something from me.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but but yeah, losing my call cool and getting all bitter and twisted because somebody else doesn't get it, that's that's doesn't help anybody, you know. No, it doesn't definitely. help them because they just dig in deeper. They just go, well, you don't understand me type deal.
0: <laughs> so i <okay. And, laughs> Well, I set my new business up uh, on a monthly basis only. Like, I know some coaches were were trying to get me to, uh, well, not, sorry. Um, it was recommended to me in business that, I, you know, I sign clients up for 12 months and, you know, that's the contract and so on. And, and that's good because, you know, they're in it then and they commit. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to set this business up a month-to-month thing where people are only in my coaching program who want to be in it. You know, they, they don't feel like they're stuck in it. They don't feel like they're forced to be in it. They want to be in it. And that, just alone, that has made the group, like, everybody's there turning up and doing the work. work, yeah. and supporting each other, and it works. Um, we've got um, a question from, well, or a statement here from Paul Beckett. Um, I don't know how to say that name. I'm sorry. Arjuna? Arjun Bram? Do, Do, you know? Do you know of him? I've been watching his videos, and it is possible to shut down the mind completely during meditation. Completed... Yeah serenity that's interesting cheers paul
1: yeah well good if that's your experience paul then awesome yeah i think i think what a lot of people have is they have a uh they go to combat with their own mind and that's not the way to serenity and you know the the mind just runs out of motivation momentum essentially Mm. you can sit in a, a sense of presence that is so still and so silent that the mind could be yelling at you but it might as well be over the other mountain range, you know. But you didn't shut the mind up. You you detached from it to such a degree that it you, you didn't notice it. You
0: know? And that is why you would meditate, right? To, to <laughs> find that peace of mind. Yeah. How does yeah. that through the day do? So when you're out of your nine minutes of meditation, let's just say you've got kids and a, a, a hustle and bustle of life. You know, you've just done, gone from your your calm of meditation. You go downstairs, the kids are fighting, your partner screaming at you need to do the washing up, like. How do you keep that momentum of that that piece that you've just installed? How do you keep that with you?
1: Yeah, well, well it's practice. It's exposure. Um, but it, it, it's just recognizing that <laughs> if I don't like something, I have two choices. I can change it or I can accept it, right? If the trouble comes when I leave presence. That's when I get irritated. And so irritation is like, ah, reminder to head back in and go, okay, right. What are we going to do about this?
0: So let's give the guys some practical things they can do to become more present. So obviously we look at things like what's having your phone attached to your hand, right? Mm-hmm. What what else have you noticed that, or what else would you recommend people can do to start practicing this on a more um, more practical level?
1: I think I think it goes like first thing in the morning is really we all write perhaps I, I maybe we should write a, a to do list. Um, but before you write that, I suggest writing a to be list. And all of that is really laying the foundation of the day. Is saying, you know what? No matter what happens today, how do I want to be? What do I want to prioritize? What's the? What do I want to remember most of all? And so, when you do step into situations, you're already programmed and planned and prioritized the fact that I want to be present and alive. You know, it's it's not. You know, when when challenges happen, it's not if they happen, but when they happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so cool. getting getting off on the right foot is key. Um, prioritizing your peace is is key. And, and I think a lot of people don't do that. They would like to be more present, but it's kind of an afterthought, kind of an attachment on the side. But if you make it the center of your life, then it's it's easier to return to.
0: Dude, win the morning, win the day, we say in a in, lot. <laughs> coaching programs i love that i've never heard of that To a b list obviously yeah. you know, inside the dx we set our priorities for the day you know what do we want to focus on today so that it's a good day for us and our families but to be list yeah. it's quite like that so yeah. I guess this is like who do i want to be today not, yep. not what do i want to achieve not do i want to get done what who do i want to be i yep. love that too, because what i'm noticing about all this this goal pursuit what really makes you happy is who you become on, along the way like you can handle not hitting your goals, you can, and when you achieve them, great, but it's who you become, isn't it? It's, you know, becoming a better man, uh, becoming a kinder man, a more considerate man. They're, those are what uh, you can tell I'm getting older now because right, these are the kind of things that are more enjoyable than, you know, hitting the financial target.
1: Oh, yeah. If you think about what you want people to say about you at your funeral, when you're, when you're on the ground or you're in the coffin in front of everybody, what, what are they, what do you want them to say? And that's not the financial targets. It's not. It's not even the weight loss. It's not how many marathons you ran. But it's, it's your dedication. It's your kindness. It's your presence. It's your. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Uh, Dude, Paul Moore, I'd writing. Is it called a, a eulogy? Is it called a, a eulogy? eulogy? Yeah. Shit, man. The first time I met Paul Moore, he had me writing my own eulogy. Like, what? What do you want people to say at your funeral? Yeah. I was like, fuck, this is heavy. Um, but it was quite scary. But again, this is what I mean. This is where – this is the only thing I'd really challenge you on here. I think you can tap into that pain, that pain of, you know, when you die, you know, all the things that you didn't do and, you know, the, the the way you want to be remembered. That that can be quite painful looking at that. I think a lot of people avoid the truth because, it like, it is painful. You know, when you look at yourself honestly and openly as a man – um, that can be quite painful, but there's the driver, dude. To change, I, I, don't, I don't see how pain is not a good thing. And you're gonna have to it hard, dude.
1: I don't think I can, but um, yeah, it is. It is. You're right. It is a, a powerful motivator. But in the end, you you stop fearing and you 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 step into increasing expansion just because it calls you, just because it pulls you for. You don't need a push, you don't need to run from it it becomes self-evident because you love it, because you want to discover what's more about you, what's more about the earth.
0: As you know, I think some things can't be taught. You have to experience them.
1: Oh, everything.
0: Yeah. And I think this is one of those things. So where I find myself now, if you'd have tried to teach me these things about the materialistic things not being the things to go for, I wouldn't I would have I would have said, I understand it, but you have to experience it hmm. to really do that. Uh, my, mom's on, my mom's on the call. Um, as, you have a climate present. Everyone's used to being around me all the time.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you said, the, the achieving, the chasing of more is so valuable because it shows you so much about yourself. It shows you so much about your limiting beliefs, about your reactions, about your, how you get wrapped up in, in success or failure. Um, it shows you so much if if you're willing. That the, the whole finger though points back at yourself and how you can be more free. So a, a chase for more is a great thing, a great thing. But it only becomes empty when you don't point the finger back at yourself and go, "Who am I?"
0: You know. It's, how uh, do you learn? How do you learn without setbacks, without pain, without fucking up? How, like, how do you learn when when you're so present and cool like you are how do, how do you take new lessons on board when when do you when do you grow your resilience if if, if you're not putting yourself through pain i think this is the bit that i'm missing like for yeah. me where my best growth has come from the worst times it's made me stronger like do you think there's do you think there's other ways of building that resilience or do you think you only have to go through a certain amount to build resilience, or do you not think you need to, to visit that place at all? I
1: think your attitude to it changes. I think your attitude to mistakes and setbacks and um, mishits just fundamentally changes because we we make a mistake, we uh, let ourselves down or the people around us, and and we regret. You know, there's a there's a degree of self violence, and it lasts for a while, right? the self-talk and the recriminations, and I shouldn't have done that. What are you, an idiot? What were you thinking? And and after a while, it it changes to to welcoming it. It's almost like, ah, I see you. I see you. And now, because I see you, I can do something about you. Do you know, it becomes exciting almost. Um, it becomes an invitation to more rather than, and and you know, you know that you've done wrong and you could have done better and da-da-da-da, but you go, cool, I'm going to do better next time. You know, when you hit the reset button and you go from
0: present to you. So it's not like you don't learn.
1: It's just that you don't punish yourself <laughs> repeatedly for
0: it. <laughs> ben says, when you're uncomfortable, you make the most progress. Again, yeah, it's something else I've been challenged on by people when we're talking about being present. You know, when you're present, when things are painful, like do you not intensify the pain? Like can you not be fixated? Like, You know when people talk about being in the now? And Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now, talked about this so well but i can never really really understand it i say i do but i don't think i do um like how can you be totally present when things are bad you know because we don't want to turn a blind eye to everything and say yeah, everything's fine so what is that skill of being present when things are shit and i mean really shit you know when you're at the bottom let's say something terrible's happened a tragedy like how do you then turn being present into a good thing
1: well, it's the only thing. It, it, it's your salvation. It's the the oasis in a storm. It's the eye of the hurricane being present, because you you have in life you have the facts. You have the just the plain old facts of the situation. This is what's happening. That they don't hurt so much. What hurts is the the stories on top. The I shouldn't have done that. Why is this happening to me? It's my fault. It's her fault. It's his fault. God's fault. It's the recruit. It's the mental cogitations it's the going back into the past and comparing with the future that you wanted and your plans and it's all of that that creates suffering the fact may be painful it may be unexpected but when you're present with it it's like it's just a fact it's the story that kicks your butt and the story is always past future head stuff and so the present moment is liberation from suffering.
0: Oh, dude, I think we can all, probably everybody listening has had something not so good happen in their life. But it's the replaying of it that hurts yep. over yep. and over again. And it intensifies, <laughs> even as far as guilt. Like, everybody does things that they're not proud of. And sometimes, yes, it's not a good thing that you've done. But it it's grown so much because you've put so much attention on it. So much, so much of your thoughts go towards the things that haven't worked out, that you haven't done well, that they then become... This massive fucking thing.
1: Yeah, it becomes a monster, you know.
0: Dude, I'll let you answer that one. After. How
1: do you forgive? That's a beautiful question. And, and it, again, we have habits like like we've just been talking about. We have habits of of not forgiving, of of really wanting to carry the hurt and the blame and the the confusion and the, the suffering. We it, it is a habit of of thinking our way through this, and we think. That if we let that go, we don't care that we're being a doormat or or anything like that. But do you know that really by being present and becoming more present and, and returning to presence, you in that is is the ability to forgive. You know, and and perhaps the Buddhists have a um, a practice of of loving kindness where you actually bring a person to mind and, and wish them well, love and kindness. You wish them nothing but a good life. And that helps too, just to really stop you from carrying them so you can put them down. You know, it's a, but hate and anger and all of that really are a poison that's meant for the other person, but it, it hurts you, right?
0: How true is that? You know, when, you know, when somebody's hurt you and you spend so much of your time being angry at them, it kills you. yeah. yeah he yeah. says something today to me that said um depression is often anger turned inwards oh nice. uh, I like
1: that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense yeah. yeah depression when we say depression it's like well that's just a word like like what actually is it you know where where is it still because like you say it has a physiological effect on us as well sometimes we we feel things don't we you know in your stomach knots and pains and like something's actually happening there's something's trapped in there, right? And yeah. you can see over periods of years, if people don't deal with stuff, you can just see how it just gets gets deeper and deeper and deeper and it's harder to come out. And then when you do go through the transformation and meditation and, you know, therapy and you, you, you read the books and you understand it a bit and you open your eyes and you're aware, that's when you, in my experience anyway, that's when you feel the pain at its worst, you know, when you become aware of it.
1: Mm.
0: Does that make sense? You know, when yeah. you... Your skills, and you be- you become more awake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see things for how they are. That's quite a scary place. In fact, as you know, I know somebody who coached this guy who was really struggling, and he became very aware of his situation, and he couldn't handle it. Like you know, some, some he did something terrible to himself because he just couldn't handle opening himself up past all the conditioning that he'd set himself. You know, when he got to the real essence of what was going on, he just couldn't handle the truth which I, I understand that sounds really like crazy and over the top, but I can understand why people continue to live as they do because it's easier than addressing what's really going on. Yeah. 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 I, if I just rub it on for the last five minutes.
1: No, it makes sense. And and I think that's why, you know, a practice of like your mum was asking, a practice of forgiveness or a practice of love always has to begin with yourself. It's to forgive yourself is love yourself is understand that, you know what? You did your best with what you knew at the time and, and and regardless of your motivations, you know you're so so much more aware now. And so you have already grown. But but let's hit the reset button. Let's go from now. Let's try try again. You know,
0: I... Dude, we're gonna have to get you back on again. Cause I've got a list of questions here. I haven't even looked at my notes. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even looked at my notes, but I did want to do a little um little game with you if that's all right. Yeah. Because we've been talking for nearly an hour. Oh, I've been talking to you for about eight, and I still haven't asked. There's so many questions I want to ask you. But look, I've got a few books lined up here because I love to ask people towards the end of, of of our combo about you know what 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 cool programs are you watching, what cool books have you read. So I thought I've got a few, and I wouldn't mind seeing if you've read them, or maybe could offer some people some cool books to read or some some cool things to watch. Yeah. So we don't have to go into detail on this. What about this, Carl Jung, Memories, Dreams, and Reflections. Oh, I've never that?
1: read it, but I've oh, I've read his Wikipedia page.
0: <laughs> he is legit. He's great. I mean, I think he's like from eighteen eighties, and he 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 was ahead of the game. Like he'd be ahead of the game now. Like what he was saying then is still mind blowing. And you know Jordan Peterson, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So he he refers. This is a great yeah. book. do you like this guy? I do.
1: I do. I love. I've, cool. I've yeah put him on, on my podcaster. Yeah
0: you'll know this one daily Stoic, daily Stoic yeah that's a lovely so cool, book yeah? so that's 366 meditations there thought you'd know that one ah aha the, the divine CEO Jeff Thompson and I, I'm going to show off now I've got signed copy there from oh, just... very cool which thing to this dude this is deep we were speaking about this before yeah we? oh what, yeah what, what do you think
1: well, I'm I'm tipping away.
0: I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I think the up man is like, what the fuck? You have to read every page about eight times to even to, to start to understand what he's on about. I love it.
1: Yeah, he's so knowledgeable. He's, he packs a lot of knowledge into that in a few pages. So yeah,
0: frightening. Yeah, yeah. if you if you, you were saying it was complicated, so if you find it complicated, <laughs> then like I don't know what I'm doing reading it. What about Mister Freud?
1: Freud, <laughs> I haven't read Mister Freud at all.
0: Sick, man. The War of Art. Steve oh Preston. yeah, great book, right? Yeah. Last couple reasons to stay alive. Matt Haig.
1: Oh wow, yeah, never read it, but I, I I've, I've picked up some quotes from him and love
0: it. Yeah, he's on Twitter. Uh, he's on Instagram a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. And then <laughs> yeah, again,
1: just made what a lot about, of sense from his
0: TED talk. What about this guy? Yeah. What about this guy? Just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend, dude! What what books should people read?
1: what should if, they read
0: yeah, if somebody wants to just maybe learn a little bit more about meditation or start to experience some of the things we've sp- we've spoken about where should they start maybe what should they pick up where should they head what sources should they go to
1: Oof. um <clears throat> see, see i'm you know i think there's so many good apps that teach, teach meditation I, I think going to book is probably for my preference, it's better to hear it in my ears. You know, when I'm when I'm being taught, if it's not an actual person then I like to be talked through it. Mm. Um, so that's why I haven't. I don't really know any books. Um, there's one. There's a guy called Anthony DeMello, and he, he wrote a book. One I picked up a long time ago called Awareness, and that's that is so powerful. I mean, What's his name? Anthony Dimello. D cool. D E m-e-l-l-o and yeah he's he doesn't pull any punches he's
0: he's just like Good, yeah. dude i need to, need to stop buying books i mean behind <laughs> me, what a shelf I, have, I put a shelf in my office i've got a shelf in my bedroom now i've got a big crate in the shed up there with books it's like you well know, you just mentioned that but i'll go and buy it now
1: yeah i mean
0: yeah. i will read it but i'm just just terrible um, and yeah. If you were going to recommend anything, um, like you said, like an app, is there anything in particular that you have come across that you think is cool?
1: The um, – I just I just did the free sessions on waking up with Sam Harris.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Ben's saying here he wants to listen to you on audio. Cool. Well, Dude, and we all said in, in DX, didn't we, in Discipline X, like without – Coming on too strong, your voice has <laughs> such a smooth soothing effect. We could all just sit there and listen to it all day long. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, when you, in fact, Ben, let, let's hold him accountable now. Let's gang up on him. Oof. Whether he's a nice guy or not, let, let's get him, let's, let's pin him down and find out when he's gonna have his audio book done.
1: All right. Well, I need some help because because when I record my voice, I just all I hear is the do you know what the lip sounds? Dude, I haven't
0: heard that once. Well, it comes... Yeah, anyway, i got to well, People it. are demanding it now. Steph's demanding it. You need to get your... <laughs> audio book for it. I'm reading a book now But your meditation. Who's <laughs> you meditation into the audio book? The yeah. you, you know, the one that you did for us, for the guys? Yeah. Yep. Do that, dude. Dude, you could release some um, some audio book guided meditations. Yeah, I'll get on it. All right, yeah, Mina. You know, Mina wants it as well. Cool. Dude, you cannot ignore the masses all right dude, when are you going to get it done by And um, by I the f- way dude if you need help guess guess what the fastest way to get help is just ask boom
1: i have a buddy who's a who's a voice artist he's an actor so i can ask him
0: dude are you sure you need this you sure this is not just a bullshit story that you could actually get it done and it's fine Say, so, well, I, I don't
1: know. I'm, I know. I know that about myself. I'm a perfectionist, so maybe Please. I can just do it.
0: I'm going to, ta- I'm going to teach you something now. That is a form of insecurity, my friend. You're oh, just, yeah. It doesn't need to be perfect, dude. That thing that you're hearing, I bet nobody else would hear it.
1: Good point. Thank At you. At the very least, I could send it to someone and they could go, do you hear that? And they could go, rubbish.
0: Yeah. Mm. Dude, let's get it done. When are we oh, right, I'll speak to you after I don't, I don't want to I don't want to bother you too much. This I'm horrible. If you were my client now, I'd be like, you're not you're not getting off this call until we've set it date. That's what I'm like. Terrible. Ask Ben. Uh all of Morty's prime ladies are here. See Morty's got Morty's one of these guys, he's got a following everywhere. Oh yeah. Steph's happy. Alex is gonna coach. <laughs> ben Ben is one of the hardest workers I ever I've ever known, dude. Oh, cool! Such a kind of voice. You could do it. Thank you. You know, it's very yeah. kind of you. <laughs> cool. uh, anyway, dude, where were we? Yeah. Uh, so the app is called Waking. Uh, waking up with waking Sam up. Harris. Cool. And dude, do you watch um? Do you watch Netflix? Yep. Prime and all that. What what's what's good? What are you watching at the minute? Oh, <laughs>
1: we've been watching um, Parasite, the uh, oh, cool.
0: Korean film. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be great,
1: right? It's one. It's two and a half hours long, so we're broken yeah, into three Yeah, I times. watched
0: it with my dad, and my, my dad's not um, not a big fan of the subtitle, so he's like, yeah. he, he's giving you know, give me the eyes. Of saying, I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be amazing. I'm going to watch that. Yeah,
1: yeah, really enjoyable so far.
0: Like. Yeah, cool. Anything else, dude, that that, that people need to watch? Oh,
1: do you, do you know, I I'm kind of in bed by eight thirty because my kids wait have been waking me up at four thirty. You know, so I'm like. <laughs>
0: I would go to bed at about nine o'clock now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah
1: I'm sure there's something,
0: but,
1: um, yeah. This, I mean, there's so much good. There's so many talented people at the moment writing books and creating apps. And, you know, it's, it's an, an amazing time to be alive. Huh?
0: Yeah. Dude. Well, <laughs> there's a demand for what you do. So get that, get that audio book done, dude. And we can't wait for this second book whenever that's mm. going to happen this year. Right?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I will hope definitely. I mean, that for sure, I'm working full steam, and I'll send it off to my editor tomorrow, probably. So,
0: yeah, uh, dude, we'll, we'll call it a wrap now. But we need to get you back on because, I've say, more people um, need to know who you are. Um, more people need to know how they can work with you. Um, in fact, they can visit you here on Instagram. Somebody um, wants to work with you or we'll know a little bit more. Is there anywhere else that they should go, dude?
1: Probably, probably my my website. Can I? chat on this mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm.
0: not sure but if you tell me i might be able to pump it in there yeah i can post a comment well it's
1: it's arjuna ashaya
0: do you have to tell me it's is it a, <laughs> a- no, it's about arjuna it's the ashaya bit
1: that's it uh so arjuna i s h yeah aya yeah dot com yeah forward slash yeah mentoring very nice. Or if you just want to get my email list and forward slash free.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. It's gone there. It's cool. Uh, that's uh, it. it. Yeah, dude. I spout I a Shire beginning with an A. So I was miles off when I've made my notes here. Oh, I know. Dude, can we get you back on because that that was amazing and as always dude i'm so grateful of your time you're always so kind to me with your time and you always have the guys inside dx they all love you and um, we all love you so um yeah thanks so much dude uh, i don't know if you've got anything that you want to say um before we wrap up uh, maybe give people um what is the main reason dude what is the one biggest reason people should at least have a go at starting the process of meditation
1: so they can experience what it's like to truly be alive.
0: Mate, that's that's not the first time. <laughs> uh, mate, thank you so much. Um I'm thank gonna end you. the podcast. Dude, if you hang around for a minute, we'll just have a chat about how that like, uh, went. Ben saying thank you both. Uh extremely inspiring. And yeah, I guess Arjun, we should thank everybody for tuning in and, oh. and for their for their questions and their comments. Uh it's always better, guys, when when you throw out questions out there because it uh, Direct where the conversation goes; Uh, otherwise, it's just me and Arjuna in my living room having a cup (laughs) of tea.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thank you, everyone. It's it's awesome that you gave up your evenings to listen to us prattle on.
0: (laughs) You're a legend, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to end it on this. I always say this: you are the coolest motherfucker I know.
1: Well, thank you. You too.
0: (laughs) That is.